Some say the world revolves around money. Some say money is the root of all evil. But today we'll be discussing how money has an impact on your well-being. Specifically, how gambling your cash can affect your mental health. I am one of your hosts, Ami, joined by my co-host, Elvin, and our two guest speakers who will be expanding on today's topic, Thorson and Nisran. Okay, great. So to start off with, Elvin, what can we tell the audience about money and gambling? So, a study from the Journal of Health Economics explains it best. A random group of Britons received medium-sized lottery wins, and two years after, on average, the winners had a significant improvement in mental health. Okay, I guess that signifies just how much money can impact our well-being, not only in the short term, but the long term too. And continuing on from that, in the hunt for more money, many turn to gambling, which usually seems like an enjoyable pastime, with potentially big cash prizes. However, this seemingly fun hobby can severely impact our finances, as well as our mental well-being. In the US, 1 in 20 college students meet the criteria for compulsive gambling disorder, and half of compulsive gamblers commit crimes. Research suggests that nearly 5 million British people have experienced harm linked to gambling. And this harm links back to our topic of mental health. In the US, 1 in 5 patients seen for suicidal ideation met the criteria for gambling addiction. So, does this statistic surprise you, Elvin? Yeah, I didn't realise it had such a negative effect. It's quite sad to hear but it shows the relationship between gambling and mental illness is quite profound. Yeah, no, definitely. And there's also a link between gambling and depression. While this hasn't been directly explained, there may be a variety of reasons. For example, losing a lot of money unexpectedly. Anything you can think of, Elvin? Yes, perhaps when someone doesn't have the potential high feeling when gambling, they feel like they're not happy. Regarding depression and gambling, there's also the reverse argument. Yeah, of course. Perhaps when depression is already present, gambling addiction can develop when it's used to relieve the symptoms. Our first speaker, Utherson, will go into more detail about the intrinsic link between finance and well-being. Yes, as we heard from our expert Beth Golding, financial pressure creates a vicious cycle where most of our mind is occupied by anticipating financial problems, which can allow mental health conditions to intensify, allowing room for irresponsible gambling. Causes of irresponsible gambling is multifactorial, However, it has been found that substance misuse and mental health problems are the leading influences which have an interdependent relationship. There is an obvious effect that gambling has on financial management which influences mental health heavily, especially those in debt in low income areas. This causes behaviour towards gambling to become even more destructive. Okay, thank you for that information. And what kind of mental conditions are most prevalent when it comes to gambling? Well, in the UK, 30% of gamblers seek help for major depressive disorder with mood disorders and anxiety disorders becoming second and third leading conditions, respectively. Dawson, how does gambling even affect mental health? Well, uncontrolled gambling can produce harmful mental health conditions. Despite this, a significant amount of people turn to gambling to ease the burden of pre-existing mental health problems. In reality, gambling worsens their situation, playing a role in their poor financial management and their declining mental health. Thank you very much, Dawson, for that information. Moving on to our next section, Combi, what is it, Ami? The Combi model explains what needs to change in order for behaviour change intervention to actually be effective. It identifies three factors that need to be present for any behaviour to occur. Capability, opportunity and motivation. So, how can we encourage reducing gambling behaviour? Our second speaker, Nusrat, will talk about this. Well, this can be done via self-exclusion, which is when an individual voluntarily signs up to have gambling materials blocked physically. A study conducted by the Responsible Gambling Council had participants report that self-exclusion agreements played a significant role in helping them to stop gambling. That sounds like the physical capabilities part in Combi. Yes, exactly. Okay, so what else can we do? Well, 
From what Utharsan has said, people living in lower income areas are affected more significantly by debt than those living in affluent areas. This is due to a large disparity between education and financial literacy between the two groups. To improve this, there can be educational meetings set up by the local councils that help with money management and improving financial literacy. This creates opportunity for residents in low income areas to learn. Okay, great. So we've covered capability and opportunity from the COMB model. But where about, what about motivation? Where does that take place? Yes, we can use motivation to help reduce gambling behaviours. A study conducted by the Norwegian Centre for Addiction Research found that motivation to consider stopping gambling came in two ways. One was empathising with others and another was having conflict between gambling behaviours and self-image. So we need to set up programmes that include these two interventions in order to help people. To summarise, money can affect our well-being in both the short term and long term and we explore the impacts of gambling on mental health. If you are experiencing any problems with gambling responsibly, please contact GamCare at 0808 Thank you very much for listening.